good. What is it? It is a mass art student run radio. This show is produced from his very own student body. He uploads every Monday. Ideally. So today on Octopus Sounds, it is a very special episode because it is our first episode. So I guess an introduction is to be had. So my name is Randy Aguilar. I am a third year sim student and one fifth of the 2019-2020 EventWorks team. What we do is we put on events around the school. Something that we wanted to do this year was to start a student-run radio to improve communications between departments and to have students have their own programs. So because this is our first episode, we only have one program, which is uh, a very good friend of mine, Schmo and Eyes. It's your boy Schmo. We have this show called Shit You Should Know, because there's shit that you should know about different artists and just like different minds of thinking and creativity. creativity. So if you guys are curious in producing your own show to have on the Octopus Sounds platform, be sure to email us at octosoundsmgmt at gmail.com or come see us on a radio forum every first and every third Friday of the month from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the North Building uh, 181. So that's N181, 6 to 7 p.m. Without further ado, shit you should know, episode one. Hello, motherfuckers. Hi. It hey. is. I'm your boy Schmo, aka Lord Dartskin the 15th. The 15th. Uh, I'm Randy. And today <laughs> we have one of the most amazing guests hailing from. Rhode Island front man with a gorgeous smile, growing back out his hair. One of my bestest friends ever, Jerry Burmell. We don't have claps, but round of applause. Very nice. Thank you, thank you. It's great to wow. be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. So first question, super salad. What do you fuck with? True. I recently got into Greek salad. Oh. I really like Greek salad. I like kale salad. Really? I think kale salad is my favorite. Interesting. Like, do you like do you coat this kale? Like, what's your ratio of dressing? Yeah, I usually put some balsamic vinegar on there. I usually make, like, one batch at a time. I try to cook it very, very lightly if I can because kale needs a little bit of, needs a little bit of help. A little, little seasoning? Oh. Yeah, some, some spices a little bit. Oh, you spice your kale? Just, just oh. a little bit. Just get a little herbs in there. Some garlic herb mustache. Excuse me. So, just to clarify, you put herbs on herbs kale. on on kale. Just a small amount. So dried plant on plant. Yeah, that's fantastic. Have you have you ever dabbled in being vegetarian or vegan or anything like that? I am vegetarian right uh, now, and I am hoping to eventually get the the courage and stamina to go vegan. Have you tried the Impossible Burger? I have from Burger King, specifically the Burger King one. Yes, it changed the fast food game. Oh, How shit. do you like it? I thought the one that I got was complete trash. Like, I almost threw up. What about I, you? I've been hearing, like, a lot of mixed responses on them. For me, like, I'm a big fan of Impossible Meats. They're doing they're doing it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked the Impossible Burger. 
the Impossible Whopper. I have had a real Whopper before, and I just I can't tell the difference between uh, Impossible Beef and regular beef. I really can't. Cheesecake Factory Impossible Burger. Have you tried it? I have. Isn't it smack? It is. Yeah, it most right. certainly is. That, oh, wow. That's all we need to know. Yeah. So fast food is a really big thing for touring bands. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to segue into the music portion. Oh, fuck yeah. Here we go. We're going to segue into the music portion of the whole thing. How long have you been in Bowling Shoes? Yeah. Bowling Shoes was like originally... Uh, just a song that I wrote at the end of my senior year of high school. And then I, I kept, uh, kept writing some songs by myself after having played in a bunch of bands throughout high school. And then like the summer before my freshman year of college, I like wrote a couple of the songs that were on our first EP. What's that first EP called? Bowling Shoes. And where can you find it? You can find it on uh, Spotify and iTunes, all, all streaming platforms. Bandcamp as well. All of them. And yeah, uh, so um, Tom joined first. Uh, I showed him some of the demos, and in, like I played in a band with him before, and he was like, hell yeah, dude, I want to be part of this. And then uh, my college orientation guide, my, my primer, as they call it <laughs> at MassArt, yeah. uh, Jake Lutter, he, he joined... Shortly, he was the second member to join, and he booked our booked our first show. Then Ben, who I met in a class, mm. joined, and that was that was cool because I I'd seen his band before, and he's in another really cool band called Perspective, a lovely hand to hold. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then th- like April of two thousand eighteen was when it became uh, kind of like a, a band. Yeah, I was like right around your first house show, right? Yeah. Do you do you like do you like house shows better? Not at this point. I did a lot of house shows in high school. I was like really, really into the DIY scene in New England and like I've been I've been doing it for a long time and occasionally like yeah, like I love a good house show. But I, I like to play venues now. I've had uh, a lot of Beer spilled on my <laughs> boy status right there. Oh, yeah. You heard me yeah. only getting chats out here. You heard up phone, 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 phone. But like, I still yeah. love a good house show. I think we're we did a really, really great one two semesters ago, mm. and we're we're probably gonna do another one at the same spot in Mission Hill, and at the end of this semester, and it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned that you were in an old band with your now drummer. What band was that, and what was that? experience like sure it was a band called Knox. that was kind of like the band that like gave me like the mindset that i have now towards music besides like recording because none of us knew a thing about how to record at the time like that that kind of like got us into like the diy scene like the first place we ever played was like it was a pizza place in connecticut sick fuck yeah called uh bloomfield village pizza yeah. and then that was just i was like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever we're just playing a pizza place and like <laughs> people came out and it was really cool and really like carefree and just like really wonderful i love that shit Nuts. did you like the pizza yeah we got a vegan pizza that night Ooh, it's pretty good do you like peppers do i like peppers yeah uh yes i do uh i like green peppers a lot I can occasionally eat red peppers. I like habaneros. You ever, uh, do you ever fuck one up? 
exclusively like naked, like just eat the pepper, like a hot pepper. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I did a, a habanero, like a raw habanero, and that Ooh. that was an unfortunate move. It, like I I am a huge spicy food person. Like I just really like spicy food, and I thought that would just be like good. I thought it would be pleasing. Yeah. Turned out it, it wasn't pleasing. <laughs> um, you ever you ever enjoy cooking? Yeah. I'm starting to get into it. I don't do it as much as I would like to, and I don't know enough, but I, re- I really do enjoy cooking when I do. Yeah. I, I like making sauces. Um, ooh, ooh. Sauce it up. Yeah. I like Ma- making pasta sauce. They I, I take, like, the, uh, like, Beyond Beef makes these, like, crumbles, and I, I like to, like, make a sauce out of that, and I do that ooh. all the time. Seems like since we were talking about cooking... Maybe we can talk about what you like to cook up inside the music studio a That's little a bit. That was a great transition. Thank you, thank you. I'm working on it. So, as of recently, you released Larry alongside your band members in Bowling Shoes. A new addition as well was part of it. Could you speak a little bit upon that? Yes, sir. We released a 10-song album called Larry. It is kind of the culmination of a lot of, uh, about like a year's worth of writing, just under a year's worth of writing. We started recording it in January of last year and didn't get the recording finished basically until June, at which point we added our new member, Sam, who is wonderful, um, fantastic, fantastic musician. Gorgeous as well. He's very pretty. And he had he had some ideas for for some harmonies and uh, some synth parts. So we tracked a little bit more extra stuff, and then like we finally kind of sent it off to get mixed at the end of June. And it was like basically like being mixed for just under a month uh, by this guy Zach Bloomstein, who works at uh, Thirty Seven Foot Productions in Rockland, Mass. He's a brilliant, brilliant audio engineer. Yeah. He's he's incredible. There's this saying that like you can't polish a turd. Yeah. And like Zach Zach Bloomstein can polish a turd and make it look appetizing. Oh man. Like this is the caliber of like talent we're talking. He's awesome. If you have audio, I'm gonna plug him. Like if you have if you have audio that you want mixed or mastered, he's the man. And then we got it mastered at this at uh, Metropolis Studios in England. It it came out so awesome. They kill it over there, and yeah. Then we released it at the. We released uh, a single, and then we released the the record at the end of um, August. And it, it's been getting a pretty good reception so far. People seem to like it, and that that makes me happy. We put a lot of work into it. It's got some very personal lyrics to me, so I, I feel like I feel like my head has been burst open, and like yeah. a lot of people. Or like, yeah. Now, now, no, not exactly how I think, but some some personal details of my life, which is an interesting feeling. Lyrics are one of those things that really resonate with the audience. Yeah, that's like what what really smacks with the people, right? And I I find it's it's it is being well well received from my friend group and other people that are listening to it and such. The lyrics are 
the way it sits and the way like how it's structured is like flames. So at what point <laughs> Thank you during, so much. during the writing process when you're creating it, at what point did it come to you? Usually what happens is like we, we write like the entire song. We write all the instruments first. And uh, then after, honestly, for this record, so many of the songs didn't have words for a long time because that like lyrics are so hard for me to write. And most of them came towards the end when we're like, oh, shit, we need lyrics for these songs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, a lot of a lot of the content is uh, about my my grandfather who named Larry, who unfortunately yeah. passed away this past year. Um, and he was he was a brilliant, brilliant uh, scientist. He was a paleontologist and geologist mm. and a professor of both. And he, he kind of like really influenced my my love for learning. And he he's yeah, he, he just holds a very important place in my heart. And the the record is like roughly about him and like somewhat like yeah. kind of like wishing that I studied science and <laughs> uh, kind of went along that route. And then. There's some stuff about some life experiences that kind of shaped me into who I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Larry. Larry. What do you give it out of 10? Oh, man. I'm going to give it... Hmm. You can give, like, your surface answer, and then after you can give, like... So you want me to give two answers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a consumer of hearing your what you wanted, it's a good question. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it like a light seven. And is seven being average or seven above average? So it's seven out of ten. It, yeah, because mm-hmm. I rate it above average. I'd say seven. I'd say like C plus to B minus maybe. Ooh. Yeah, I like that grade. Yeah. yeah, especially for like a debut album. For like, yeah, you guys had shown a lot especially from the ep to now yeah that has changed my perspective on making music definitely and a big part of this record like was ben like ben and i like wrote the the structures of all these songs together the ep was just me doing all the melodies and and then tom was on drums but yeah ben like was a huge contribution to uh just like the sonic structure, like just the, the structures of the songs, and like he he's a killer musician. He blows my mind. Awesome. All right, now let's get to your heart. What does my heart think yeah. of the record? Here we go, man. I'm already like, I don't want to say like I'm already over it, but like I'm I'm like already like I want to like move on to the next thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love cause, like, that because <laughs> the songs have been like around for so long. Yeah, like with us and like I've listened to so many different stages of these songs and like my music tastes have changed drastically over yeah. the past year more so than they ever have so I I really don't know like what like direction future music would take right now it's it's like a big experimental phase for us right now for like what we're writing right now so yeah my heart rating my heart rating has to be like, oh man, it's like a good childhood memory, but like you're just like, <laughs> I need to create like a better childhood memory now. Type I beat. think I don't know if I can rate it out of ten as to where like my heart says it. It kind of yeah. hits in the middle because there's a lot of like very painful memories 
associated with it. There's a lot of positive memories associated with it. So like, that is such a hard question. I don't know. There you go. All right. We, we like I don't know. You don't need maybe to know maybe everything. a five or something. Oh wow! Not to like do myself or anybody disservice. It's it's simply because my music tastes have changed so drastically. You know yeah. what? That's not even fair. I don't think it's a five. I I can't answer that question. We can, we, we, we can move yeah. on from the question. I mean <laughs> that you just said to the point of like how artists feel about when they are creating like. It's like, it's there, it's a 10 when I'm creating it. And then after I'm done with it, I moved on. So now it's yeah. like a five because yeah. yeah. we're always striving to get better. And so, like, absolutely. Knowing so. you for so long, like, that's like really big part of you. You're just striving to get better. Yeah. You, sometimes that happens in like a week, man. Yeah. I'm surprised that you managed to sit there for like s- almost eight months. Yeah. And doing it. I'm proud of you for that, Thank to be you. honest. Thank if, you. If we had the applause button. Thank you. This is it. Analog. All right. Thank you, guys. I, I've, I've learned a lot this past year. And, like, you you two have, like, helped the process. Being in this program has, like, really helped the process and, like, kind of, like, influenced how I feel about it now. You had brought up a point of listening to new music and sounds would you like to talk about that a little bit like who's currently on uh jerry burmel you do use spotify can yeah, i pull spotify. up my, my spotify playlist right yeah. now because i'm really bad at answering those type of questions like right off the bat but i have we we have a playlist uh between the band members and like this is like pretty much one of the only things i listen to um okay Rex Orange County, that that's yeah, that's my guy. That I love him. Given. That's that's <laughs> definitely a given. I really like Maddie J right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie J is a really awesome, like funky hip indie. So yeah, talking about Maddie J, super cool, super funky music. Uh, I listened to this cool song the other day called "Sushi in Tokyo" by uh, DVNA. Super awesome song. Really crazy production. I like Danny Brown a lot. I'm excited for his new record. Mm. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. I I'm, I really like Jack Stauber recently. Oh, oh, yeah, he just started fuck. popping yeah. up yeah. for me. So. He's sweet. Have, have you seen his Instagram page with all the animations? I have not. <sighs> I bet it's awesome. It's claymation with his music. <sighs> it's so good. Just based off of his music. Oh, this band, Winona Forever. Have oh, you guys heard of yes. Winona Forever? They started no, popping up for my... Discover Weekly playlist. They are awesome. They're from Canada. They're they're totally awesome. I like Anderson Pock a lot. Yeah, he's multi talented. Like yeah. him just sitting behind a drum set, and oh. then I think he plays also piano, trumpet. Mm. Yeah, he's just a multifaceted artist, which is annoying. Uh, like the 1975. Mm. That is just some like immaculate pop music. Like it's it's crazy how like how down they've got the pop music formula and how much of like a cultural phenomenon they are and like how how good they are at being a band. It's like it's really crazy. <laughs> like Whitney. Is there any song that you just cannot listen to right now? Oh man. I'm gonna answer with an artist. I cannot listen to Title Fight at all. Really? Because I listened to so much title fight in high school yeah. and like 
in the end of high school. I listened, like, hi, Title Fight was the only thing I listened to for so long that I just can't play it anymore. Wow. I can't. Just, you, ate, you ate too much of that. I ate too much. For yeah, exa- that's sports. literally the equivalent. I ate too much of it, and now, like, I don't want it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in, like, four years. Because I feel like the same thing happens with food. Like, you're, you're going to yeah. eat something that you ate too much of again in a long time. Yeah. I I totally understand. Mine mine right now has to be Panini by Lil oh, Nas X. Yeah, that was just as soon as it came out, I was like, no <laughs> for that one. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's yeah, literally everywhere. I knew before that was gonna be everywhere, so I was just like, nope. I think for me, it would have to be the song "Ransom" by Little Tecca. Oh. Mm. Mostly just because if I have to hear it one more time on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> 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 like I'm a abuser of Twitter and Instagram to the fact where I'm on it like at least eight hours a day even while I'm like in class so like having to hear I got black I got white what you want after like 12 times it's just like word (laughs) uh did you see the video of Gordon Ramsay making a panini with little Nas X yes that was very wholesome it was very wholesome that's so awesome one thing that I forgot to mention about artists which is kind of a huge influence on on bowling shoes is we all just really like jazz. Oh yeah. We're we're big jazz heads. So you like jazz. Alright. We we can actually get into like a little jazz conversation if you'd yeah. like. Talking all that jazz. Talking all that jazz. So <laughs> see this is a hard thing to start off with. Because oh. like there's so many things about jazz that jazz like, is a broad topic. Yeah, like what subgenre of jazz are you mostly in? Because I'm more of like the Latin side, like Astro Gilberto side, which is, I guess, lounge music considerably. I think I like hard bop and cool jazz. Mm. Uh, probably hard bop and swing. Swing like really inspired some of the Bowling Shoes stuff. I'm a really big Coltrane fan. Really like uh, Charlie Parker. Any yeah. very old people you like, like from the start of jazz? There, there's, there's. I can't remember what the Louis Armstrong tune is, but there's, there's one that literally like inspired something off of the. The Bowling Shoes record. So Louis Armstrong, like Django Reinhardt too. I can't even get mad at those answers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was really hoping that you'd say someone that was kind of controversial, but like. No, I actually have really like, not that those artists are boring, but I really do like boring jazz because like boring jazz is what I listen to to relax. Yeah. Like some people listen to classical music, I listen to jazz to relax. I recently saw a podcast on Louis Louis Armstrong's running away from the mafia Whoa. and still playing shows. So someone just screamed. Basically, in the later half of it, like 70% of his career was running away from like Al Capone's goons and still playing shows. Well, so yeah, he. That's a whole lot of game, Jerry. That's <laughs> fucking cr- Like, imagine being chased down by just straight up mafia men, right? I did not and know that. They're all just like, I want Jerry dead right because he can bring me money and play the venues that i own right we don't want him playing anywhere else so imagine them just being like we need you to play these venues and if you don't we'll see what happens real quick right oh geez yeah so but as you're running away with with the rest of bowling shoes you're like now i'm gonna keep playing shows (laughs) (laughs) that's essentially what he did all the way he toured uh france even he went into uh europe and did an international tour, and he was still fucking selling out, like huge, like 
speakeasies weren't a thing over there, I believe, but he was still selling out like huge fucking areas and people would come out from miles, even of other countries to see him. But I, I just think that's, that's really interesting. So basically what I'm trying to say is, would you do that? Would I run from the mob? Yeah. Would you keep playing shows if you were being chased down like that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we can try. I mean, I, I don't think, I can't picture that because I don't know why people would be try, like coming after me. Um, because you're just so good and you're like I need him to play these ones not anywhere else yeah it'd have to be like secret shows though it'd have to be like I'd have to have like bowling shoes would have to have like a a like code name for every show we play <laughs> so it'd be like oh sandals <laughs> is playing sandals. sandy sandals <laughs> it's really just in the Bahamas like it's all the way down in sandals What's your ideal venue? Like, what's the spot that you've just been looking at and you're like, I want to play that? Uh, for the longest time, I really, really wanted to play the Sinclair. Oh. Mm. I really like this. It always sounds amazing in there. I've heard it has a really cool green room. Yeah. And I heard they, they treat you really well when you play there. And I hope that happens someday. Uh, that's, like, one of my favorite venues. So. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful mix of, like... Nice, big, big sound, but you can still see the people. You, like, still, yeah. you see the people, and they have a nice restaurant attached to it, too. Oops. Since yeah. we're on a topic of performing, and I guess technically as a subsidiary of performing, there's a part of touring. As of maybe a little bit before the release of Larry, actually, you guys started tweeting, we want to tour. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a tour coming anytime soon that we can look forward to? You guys just had a show at once on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But besides that, any other shows planned? It is in the works. We have a benefit show coming up. Where at? It is in Worcester. Ugh, I can't remember the name of the venue right now. But it, I, I believe the benefit is for an LGBTQ shelter. Oh, sick. That's going to be happening in Worcester. And that should be cool. Yeah, that's happening in late October. I'm terrible with dates and remembering my schedule, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll put the info. So why don't you just get a manager if you're bad with schedules? Ooh, <laughs> you really came for me with that one. Yeah, here we are. Cause, cause you know who manages, you, you know who manages all of it. All of us, we kind of all chip in. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a point of central contact, especially since you guys are back into like doing things. Like, yeah, I'm sure that there's someone who will work for a fee of free music. <laughs> there, there totally is somebody who, who would do that. You, you usually have to pay a manager, but we're I th- looking for interns for bowling shoes. <laughs> Oh, if man. you're trying to get good at managing a team full of geeks, yeah, honestly, they're all nerds, but we <laughs> love them. Yeah, but like, I'm being serious. They need a manager. They can't be stressed out here. I see that even now when you when you came in here to do this this interview, you're really busy. Yeah. Yes. All the time. Like, what do you do to just like not go insane? Relax. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, relax when I can. I like to hang out with my girlfriend, and I... uh, That's good. Whenever, yeah. (laughs) Always helps. Always helps. Um, Whenever I have the opportunity, I love to just do nothing. Yeah, dude. It's like the best thing ever. What's your do nothing 
Because everyone has a different one. That's true. Oh, man. Probably, like, I like to watch, like, trashy YouTube videos. Bed or couch. Like, or floor. Like, in my, at my desk chair. I have a comfy desk oh, chair in a, yeah. in a, in a slouched position. Uh, <laughs> and just hang out, hang out, like, with, with my friends and do, like, chill, relaxing, fun things with my friends. I do work a lot and go to school. So yeah, it's it's been this semester has been crazy busy. I just start like mm. I I do audio stuff outside of bowling shoes. I've I've been doing a little bit of work for a Providence production company called Steer, mm. doing some uh, audio post production. I record other bands. In my free time. Fun. I, I I love this shit. Like audio, like audio and is my whole life. Yeah. But before we go on into the, the, the everlasting love of audio, the, the beautiful thing mm. that, that binds the world, have you ever heard of craziest world records on, like, YouTube? It's, like, a single Japanese playlist, right? And they just showcase people in Japan who just have the most insane world records, right? Like, there's this one dude, and he holds the world record for rock skipping. Oh, cool. That's amazing. I, I recommend for everybody to watch that because, my God, it's good 2 a.m. stuff. Oh, I can think of a really weird uh, world record that I've read about. I, this was in, like, uh, a 2000s Guinness Book of World Records. The, the, the person who can shoot milk out of their eye the furthest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's terrifying. And the picture of it is... And they, they like, have the type of... Yeah, they have yeah. the type of milk that they like to use because uh, they like to use, like, skim milk or something because whole yeah. milk clogs the tear yeah. ducts. And it's, like, that's a whole thing. That's a Dude, whole world. It's too thick. Like, it's a, yeah. It's a fucking science. Like, eye, eye milk shooting. Dude, that's... Imagine going oh. to the fucking competition of that shit. Everyone has their milk pouches. <laughs> I imagine you have to pop your ears to do that. And that, that probably, like... Yeah hurts after a point like popping your ears like that much like that hard yeah i feel like that's gonna do some damage but honestly like whatever whatever like field you're in like you're, you're gonna get a little damage doing it if you do audio stuff your ears will probably get a little bit damaged if you do yeah. construction you'll probably hurt your fingers or your body your and your it, ears <laughs> and your ears too yeah. and if you if you're an athlete you also hurt your body and if you're you're an eye milk person you yeah. probably Hurt your, your, your tear ducts and your ears from popping them all the time. Yeah. So it, it gives new meaning to the words, I'll literally die for this shit. Yeah. You're just much. breaking your body doing that. So now moving into the luxurious world of audio, what is your favorite sound? My favorite sound? Um, I like very quaint city sounds. Oh. Because I, I grew up in Providence and on a street... That is off of like a busier avenue, but not too busy. Mm -hmm. um, Providence is kind of a chiller city, so like I I just like hearing hearing the noises of the city. Oh, it's kind of cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's true. You're kind of cute. Oh, thanks. My favorite sound. We actually have attached a soundboard. Ooh. We actually played it already. I'll play it one more time for you guys. It's Is that a rocket ship or an explosion? It's a bomb. A bomb? Yeah, it's the clue bomb. Like, mm. I grew up in a world of hip-hop. So, like, you used to have to hear those shits, and you know that the shit was about to drop and, like, go hard. Like, that's what it meant. So, like, now anytime I hear, like, explosions and stuff, I'm like, ah, 
shit's about to get real. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. It's a bomb. I really like <laughs> that. <laughs> like, it's just, like, interesting, like, yeah. how I became so used to that sound mm. that, like, now the clue bomb, as, like, most people know it, is, like, a very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. I also like city sounds because I grew up in the city. Yeah. A little bit more noisy of one. Yeah, being for sure. Boston. Definitely. Especially, yeah. like, growing up in, like, lower income area mm-hmm. kind of like you hear like a lot more rowdiness i think right. like in providence mm-hmm. i haven't spent much time there but yeah i mean i hear some sirens going down my street uh that, that's like everyday thing <laughs> yeah it's an everything everyday thing i don't know just the sounds of the city very nice what about you Randy? feels like home oh i love um oh man you guys are gonna hate this like just taking the back of a spoon just slapping Meat, spaghetti, ah, like, spaghetti. Whoa! Like, yeah, I'm gonna go home and do can that. Can you make that sound in the mic again? <laughs> well, like, that just, sounds wet. <laughs> <laughs> do you like wet sounds? Are you a wet sound type of person? I, I fucking love wet sounds. How much reverb? <laughs> give me like ninety five percent. What about you, Jerry? How much reverb? Yeah, wet knob all the way up. All the way up. Do you do you like doing that? Because of the sound it makes, or do you also like like the feeling of hitting like a lump oh. of spaghetti with it? Because like I, I bet there's like a kind of if it's like a thick chunk of spaghetti, I yeah. bet it's kind of like a, a satisfying impact. Yeah, it has a good bounce to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it makes me jolly, <laughs> right? I can as, get with that as well as the sound. Yeah, hitting spaghetti <laughs> with a spoon. Yeah, it's so everyone. I feel like I had such a basic answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I I thought about my answer on a drive back home on the bus, and it's like <laughs> that's the one. Oh man, hot takes time. Hot, yeah. hot takes. Are we? I actually don't know the question. I. That's fine. Schmell's about to ask. Yeah, I did not share these questions with anyone. Here we go. Idea of this is you get five seconds to answer every single question. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is gonna you be- can elaborate on some if you'd like, but like I just have to shoot it. Off. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. How are you today? Excellent. All right. Who's the funniest member of Bowling Shoes? Jake. Who's the biggest diva? Me. Who would survive a zombie apocalypse? Ben, because he's jacked. Who wouldn't? Me. Cats or dogs? Both. <laughs> apples or oranges? They're apples and oranges. They're two different worlds. Yeah, but one has oranges. One I'll go with oranges. <laughs> Best cookie. Oh, the Trader Joe's strawberry Oreo things. Oh wow. Have you had those before? <laughs> no. They're I'm, legendary. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who would you say first if there was a fire? Uh where? Where's the fire happening? There's just a fire and you need to get out. My cat. What's your cat's name? Malka. What's one thing that you can't live without? Love. Okay, I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, you put me in a hard spot now. You can't just be giving cute answers like that. Jared just flipped the script, dude. Um, One thing that you can live without? Donald Trump. He flips it once again. The <laughs> script has been flipped. Where is it? Uh, merch? Yes. When? 
it has been created and it is being sold. We are going to put it live very soon. Who created it? Oh, I damn it. I can't remember the name of the person who made the design right now. We're going to put that also in the name. I didn't deal with a lot of the, the merch making stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we can put that in the description too. Uh, the person who did it is very talented. I just unfortunately can't remember the name right now because I'm a jackass. You're fine. You're cute. You're doing you great. Get away with it. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, that that was like a a, a duty that was kind of like compartmentalized to Jake because he owns his own merch company and they kind of um he he's just like good with that world. Speaking of Jake, he also helped to do the screenplay for um one of your videos or yeah he actually, he right? directed my cup and. Yeah, wrote the the script for that. Um, that was a really fun day. We shot it in uh, one one afternoon, uh, and we did it with a hundred feet of film. Um, and yeah, that was super fun. Jake is an unbelievably talented filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to be a part of Jake's experience of learning a little bit about film. <laughs> He has a natural aptitude for like, just being creative. Oh, he totally does. And it's very like awe and, and inspiring. You're just like, damn, like what else can you do? Yeah, he he's he's really he's incredible. Are we gonna get more music videos? Yes. Or that I'm happy with. We that. love music videos. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring in uh, one of both of our mutual friends into this conversation. Of Grace, the homie Grace. Grace Walton. She was a very large and integral part towards us since, like, we came here at Mass. Have you been, like, hanging out with her and stuff and, like, talking to her a little bit? Yeah, I, I think Grace uses uh, they, them pronouns yeah, now. pardon me. I hung, yeah, Grace came to a show a little while ago over the summer, and I saw them, and we went bowling after, and it was really great. Grace was one of the first people I met at Mass Art, just, like, one of the best friends that I've ever had. Uh, one of the most supportive people on the planet, one of the most caring people on the planet. Facts. That's actually, like, the largest fact that you just said. Yeah. Like, the first time that I met them, I was, like, in a really bad mood, yeah. and then they told a hilarious joke which you don't get much of around here. And, like, I started laughing. They're, speaking of hilarious, they also had some hilarious videos with your music in it. Yes. Grace did a, uh, a TikTok of our song Portland, and uh, it, it went viral. Yeah. Like, it, their their video got a lot of attention, and now there's, like, 17.3 thousand videos of people using Portland on tiktok <laughs> how do you adjust from kind of being like a school band name to like kind of just being like oh yeah i know bone shoes it's cool i did not think i anybody would ever give a shit about the music i made and like a lot of people have said very nice things to us and like i'm, I'm glad that music that i have made has made people's day better it makes it all worth it that is so, such a wholesome answer. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it started off just being, like, something I wanted to do to kind of share with my friends and, like, make the music that I wanted to make. But, like, it, it it's really just, like, gone so far beyond that. And it, it's, like, really amazing what people have said to us. And it, it it's it's great. That really positive 
uh, outlook has transferred really well over into your music, into all these people, right? Yeah. That being said, do you hate performing Portland now <laughs> at yeah. shows? No, we joke about that. We we will, but not yet. Not yet? Not yet. That's awesome. There yeah. is still some some love in that song. That's amazing. And like people just love it so much. I don't I don't ever like wanna be like one of those bands where they just like hate the fans. Who like like a song like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that like Radiohead hates everybody who wants them to play Creep. Yeah. Yeah. Paramore hates misery business. Yeah. Ian Williams has been on record like thirty million times saying we will never perform misery business again. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> people still like play it. <laughs> yeah. People people like it. It makes them happy. So we'll we'll keep playing it. We'll probably take it out of like a few shows eventually when there's like a lot more music. But it's yeah. like it's just a really cool thing. I never thought like any thing that I did would catch on so yeah I, I I do hear a lot of the jazz influence in the um is it ballroom ripper yes is that the one the most sarcastically named song <laughs> oh on my the god record. the first time I, I heard that track and just the way that you would bounce kind of half steps behind the fret you just kind of you would jump and you would play with it as well as having I I, I think that one is also pentatonic in in life Correct. Yes, that one literally has that one's in the D blues scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Confirmed to be pentatonic. Yes, here first. Confirmed. You heard it here. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's probably my. That's actually probably one of my favorite songs on the record. What's your favorite? Either that one because that I I think that that song maybe like captures. Um, kind of like the most true to form idea of what like i wanted bowling shoes to be i really like that song for the birds so i think for the favorites for the birds and uh that song are my two favorites those kind of in my in my head those are kind of like kind of the direction that i'd want to keep pushing the music in a in a vein that's kind of similar yeah to both of those um yeah yeah all right, welcome back, everybody. We just talked about the secrets of the universe in the past five minutes. Now we've returned. Did you miss us? The answer should be yes. I missed us. Was that the spaghetti? I, I yeah. missed it, yeah. yeah. I missed yeah. us, too. Thank you for catching that. Yeah. All right, so just to, just to bring it home. Let's bring it home. Yeah. What do you feel about Teslas? Teslas? Yeah. Good for the environment. Ooh. That's really important. That's something we should all be thinking about. Yeah. People our age. We, we need to save the earth. That's our new role as people. Um, it shouldn't be our role, but it is. We, we are I, I think that's like the <laughs> yeah. general, general, like, but we're taking it obligation gonna, yeah. of everybody now to kind of save the world. Reduce, reuse. Yeah. Recycle. So Teslas are good. They're really expensive, but yeah. good. And, uh, Really cool. They are really cool. Have you have you seen the meme where it's like they failed the safety award system because they didn't have enough crashes? Like they were way too safe of a car. So the safety rating was like we can't even rate you. Good problem yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. You know what car I've been thinking about a lot recently? Hmm. The car from Back to the Future that just uses garbage. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's the dream. Yeah, like why? Ha- well, it's someone definitely has built it. They're probably like in Kansas, huge, like, like right outside the city, <laughs> like like very early prototype. Yeah, 
I'm just waiting for that to like become like the norm just so we can get rid of like all these new cars. And also like the fact that we have a new a new Toyota Camry every fucking year. Yeah. Like, dog, <laughs> I don't need a new Camry. <laughs> yeah. Prius, maybe. Camry, not so much. <laughs> oh, technology. Oh, yes. Any new gear that you bought, speaking of technology? Oh, I love gear. The most recent thing I bought was a Shure SM7B and a cloud lifter mm. uh, for it. I have been saving up for a while to get some new new cool stuff. I eventually want to get myself one of these. I want to get an Apollo 8 because, um, like, that's the interface that I learned on, and I really like it. <laughs> that would be that, – that is my next, like, big acquisition once I have, like, saved up enough to to get one of those. That's that's a little while off. But, yeah, that, that sure, SM7B recorded – Pretty much ninety percent of the bowling shoes vocals on on that mic it's a great in my mic. bedroom, and yeah. it is a great mic. I really like it. Yeah. It's pretty reasonably priced. Yeah, I've been using a snowball recently. Oh yeah, just because like I'm too lazy to go and get my like nice studio mic. Mm-hmm. So like realizing the downgrade in audio quality has like started to hurt me <laughs> inside. <laughs> But, like, it's great for tracking demos. But sure, I'm just like, totally. fuck, like, I don't want to make it as a demo. I want to make it a complete song. Yeah. I'm super into gear. Yeah. You, you were talking a lot about studio equipment. What's your ideal uh, guitar rig setup? Guitar rig setup? Or do you feel like you, you kind of you made it? Right now, I really, really like my setup. I have a AC30. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Reverend Buckshot, which is like a, a Telecaster uh, knockoff, which is awesome. Um, it, it's it's really sweet. And there's some pedals that I want. My my pedal board is pretty full, but um, I don't have like a real reverb right now. So I would like a reverb, um, like something simple, like just like a Hall of Fame mini. Like yeah. I literally yeah. just like want control over my reverb, like. So just something like small and simple, um, and then I want an octave pedal. Oh, because I love the sound of like noodly octave leads. Yeah, um, those are like the two two things that would make my my setup feel more complete. But I love my amp, and my I think my amp blends really really well with Ben's amp, which is a twin reverb. Oh yeah, um, which is another. They're both big daddy amps. Like those, like those are those are young man's amplifiers. They are Ooh, heavy. The Ooh, big, ad, big adolescents. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's like an old Fender with an old Vox. So like American and British, and uh, the blending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm like starting to build my guitar right now. Because I just recently acquired it for free. Sure. And I'm, like, lost on where to start. I'm, like, I'm definitely buying a new pickup because this shit is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, it's just, like, uh, Gibson Maestro, which, like, fucking first at did, like, an amazing job creating the guitar. It just, like, this shit's, like, five years old now. You started playing guitar recently yeah. as well. I've been playing guitar since I was in... 
third grade or something. Yeah. So that's I'm like, like me with like every single sport. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I I know what I like a lot yeah. now just because I've been doing it for for so long. So I know ex- exactly what I want out of my sound. I think. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he knows exactly what he wants. I know what I want from this life. <laughs> it's been solidified, and it happened here in this interview. Octopus Sounds, TM. TM, Alpha. TM. C, with Dillo Sikoronic, copyright. <laughs> C. Volume 1. <laughs> it has been a pleasure, Jerry. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me, Randy and Schmo. All right. <laughs> and good, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, hi. So I'm going to need you all on our socials at auto underscore sounds. Make sure you tune in on Monday. Sure heard. Thank you for Thank supporting. Thank you for supporting.